This is KAW Radio. Brought to you every Thursday on the Spreaker Network, we bring to you the latest news and current affairs in kick-ass wrestling, the symbol of excellence in British underground wrestling for one glorious decade. It's very rare that you introduce a new theme, as it were, or a new intro uh, halfway through your season, but uh, yeah, that's what we do at KAW, because we are... You know, outside the box. Welcome, everyone. I, it's episode six of series seven. I am your host, David Lovell. Uh, it's the sixth of December, two thousand and eighteen, which means it's now in the season where we all get a little bit festive. Yep. So you're going to hear songs like this in the hopper, and this. Oh, and let's not forget stuff like this. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That's Dan the Man Oakton's theme, isn't it? Around December. Oh, I've taken the Mickey out of the fact that he is a per, a um, perpetual bachelor. But uh, no, I mean, regardless of whether you have uh, a lady or not, or are inclined to swing both ways, or even in the um, same direction as yourself, I hope um, everyone actually does. You know, touch in with friends and family and loved ones. In this festive season, it's incredibly difficult, and I know I've been guilty of it myself over the year. Um, I mean, that's something which I know it's a, it's, it's a weird way to uh, start off this week's episode, but uh, you know, it's something which I have been thinking of in the last couple of weeks. Um, it's hard to obviously juggle my hobby, which is going to the wrestling and family, which you know. I don't think I've seen much of them at all this year, so uh, I'm looking forward actually to a get together in the middle of December. That uh, I'm look- like I said, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, hopefully um, that will be a little fun. Um, also on tap this week, we've got to talk about December to remember. Um, we've got a little bit of wrestling to talk about as well. Um, I think we talked about. Um, a show that we're going to talk about a show that happened exactly this time last week so we'll get to that um not much else happened um but there was a few things that happened with our show so what better way to segue actually in regards to that as far as news and i guess current news is concerned um because we've got a late breaking situation concerning um couple of uh, well concerning the fact that two participants uh, were in you know in in kick ass wrestling have been injured and kick the KAW executive committee have had to uh, take some steps in order to go forward as smoothly as possible so we'll talk about that we'll talk about December to remember which took place this past Saturday we've got more wrestling than you can shake a stick at only the one show this uh, week for me, but uh, that's uh, fine with me. But uh, uh, let's uh, kick off the action, as it were, with a um, uh, look at December to Remember. <laughs> Saturday um we had to move the venue um and by morning I mean 
45 minutes before we actually were ready to go to St Mary's Church Hall. So we were he- we were scheduled to get to St Mary's Church Hall about 11.30, 12 o'clock to set up for a one o'clock show. Um, at 10.15, um, the lift of K- uh, that is in the building here at KAW House, where we store a lot of our shit, our storage facility, if you will, um, it's been broken since about the 23rd of November. So, long story short, a lot of our stuff is stranded um, unless you want to bring it down eight flights of stairs, which no one wanted ever, like, at all. So, 45 minutes before we're due to go, so it's 11.15 at this point in time, um, we all make a executive decision, the executive committee, as it were, it actually coming up with a decision on the fly that works, I think, in my personal opinion. And so it was decided to um, set up the arena at KW House. So 45 minutes notice, that's pretty impressive, the fact that we are able to swivel that. Because uh, if you remember the pain in the arse that I had in 2016 um, in, in regards to uh, the one time we couldn't get the, a show at St Mary's Church Hall, it took me 10 days to set up the um, alternative event. Otherwise, it was a case of cancelling. That was a massive pain in the arse, and something which uh, uh, Liam Stevens' secretary is still to blame. And as a matter of fact, Liam has since uh, shit-canned that secretary. So uh, there you go. Well, I say shit-canned. He didn't, um, owing to the fact that he's no longer general manager, he no longer has a secretary. He's part of the committee like all of us. But um, I digress. Um, December to remember had a loaded card, no question about it. There was a couple of pullouts. Belial was out due to norovirus, um, which he had had on and off for about a week. So um, Belial was absolutely, had no chance. He was bedridden for a few days as well. Um, The latest on him is that hopefully he'll be able to make the January shows. Um, bear in mind that uh, the norovirus is a pretty nasty thing. As a matter of fact, it almost took out Charon Parker as well, our senior official. Now, we've got a theory that uh, Charon gave Belial the norovirus, but Charon uh, has since recovered and actually was pretty much uh, toward the tail end of his illness when he said, I'm going to try and referee at December to remember. So... He was given the all clear, and uh, so Charon was indeed in charge of all five contests at December to Remember. Now, obviously, the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Championship contest between the Americanists and B&B, that was postponed. Tyson Snow actually had the day off, um, as far as uh, the show was concerned. Um, But um, rest assured that he is on uh, the Wrestle Empire show on January 4th. And also, he will be participating um, at the Saul Taylor Finals on the 19th of January when we return to Shadwell. Um, and whether Snow is in the Saul Taylor Classic, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, we were going to um, draw the Elite Eight, as it were, for the Saul Taylor Classic on uh, the 20th of December, which is the go-home edition before Christmas. So two weeks' time on KW Radio, we will do the draw for the 2018-19 Saul Taylor Classic. 
The first round takes place at Wrestle Empire, and the semi-finals and final takes place at the Saul Taylor Finals in Shadwell. And the winner, um, as it's been mentioned, not only wins the Saul Taylor Memorial Cup, but they also get a undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship match on April 6th at April Duels 11. So we begin with our openers, and they were both Saul Taylor Classic qualifiers. Um... As we now, as far as picking the four qualifying participants were concerned, now this is no slight on them, but it was just decided to put them in. Um, as a matter of fact, I discussed this last week on KW Radio. Uh, it was pretty much luck of the draw. So these two just these two matches, just an extra hurdle, as it were. <coughs> but at the same time, also a guarantee that they will be in the draw because. The remaining six places have to be split amongst a good dozen competitors. So you'll see some people that you think may be part of the Saul Taylor Classic not actually be in the Saul Taylor Classic. And people who maybe don't deserve it or maybe you didn't fancy as being participants, they, they, get, a, they get a slot. It's going to be luck of the draw in two weeks' time. But... Uh, we opened up with uh, Irish Assassin 3 going one-on-one with El Cueno Erecto in a, the first qualifier. And it was IA3 who got the victory in 7 minutes 51 seconds. So he advances to the Elite 8 as it were. But after the contest, uh, Erecto refused IA3 show of respect with a pair of horns to the balls. So obviously a side of um, El Cueno Erecto that we have seen parts. I think we, he's teased... That Kulo uh, side, that asshole side of himself. Um, but really, that's the first time he's really shown it after the match. Um, so, IA3, wounded testicles and all, advances to the Saul Taylor Classic. Then we had two participants who could be the favourite if they advanced. Um, you have the former two-time King of Castle Danger Party Time Pete... Squaring off with former undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion Mark West. And Stoner King got the victory here in 8.47 in the most bizarre circumstances. But at the same time, quite a nasty uh, situation for Party Time Pete. Um, West and Pete were on the ground. Both exchanged headbutts. West hit Pete with a headbutt. But where Pete was, he kind of hit the border wall and then the, 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 the mat rather hard on the back of his head uh, and senior official Charon Parker had no choice but to halt the contest and therefore West is through to the Saul Taylor Classic it looks like uh, that training school Jamaica is going to be uh, caretaken by Chaos a little bit longer uh, by the looks of it as uh, Mark West now guarantees himself a slot at Wrestle Empire 3 Next, we saw three-way contest for the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship. Horsemeat defending against two very game challengers. The number one contender in the muscle and the former international champion, Jimmy Suzuki. And it was a very physical matchup, as you would expect from these three men. Uh, Horsemeat got the victory by slamming the muscle um, for the pin in 13.44. So Horsemeat... um, Well, he he, uh, ends his 2018 much in the same way that he ended his 2017 as part of Essex Strong Style. Of course, last year, at December to remember, Horsemeat and Xavier James won the World Tag Team Championship. Um, 
but uh, Horsemeat now the international champion um, and looking to go into 2019 with a lot of momentum. Uh, many people say that if he isn't involved in the Saul Taylor Classic, he will definitely have an international title defence at Wrestle Empire. But Jimmy Suzuki and the Muscle, um, they didn't come out of this loser. They came out of this mere, mere runners-up. Um, and no doubt about it, they've got to be considered for the Saul Taylor Classic as well. Uh, the Muscle has really impressed a lot of people since he returned only a month ago at Shot of Glory. Um, and of course, he challenged D.L. Hicks for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. So Muscle has proven himself to be a worthy um, roster member once again after quite a long time out. The fourth contest on the bill saw the Christmas Rules match-up. And it was uh, 12 minutes and 34 seconds of utter shenanigans, as you would expect. As Xavier James defeated Santa's dad in... Like I said, utter festive madness. It has to be seen to be believed. It's one of those matches, which you know we've seen those those kind of matches since 2015. Just absolutely tear the place down. The first, you know, obviously the first two were back in Lowestoft when they held December to remember um, at the infamous Castle Danger. Of course, last year it was held in Shadwell at St Mary's Church Hall, and this year, of course. Here at KW House is where we witnessed the fourth edition of the Christmas Rules match here at the fourth annual December to Remember. And to give him credit, Santa's dad certainly proved that he can wrestle a lick. But Xavier James on this given day, just a little bit smarter, a little bit better. Uh, again, it was all festive fun and games. Um, and then we came to our main event and my fucking word, Drayton Gray still not cleared after that rib injury he suffered back at November Payne um, was going to be arguably D.L. Hicks' toughest test to date for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. However, after deliberation, the KW Executive Committee determined that former Undisputed Champion, the Psycho Yank, get the title shot. And that was revealed here on KW Radio this past last Wednesday. Um, but after some very, let's just say, derogatory promos toward a recently deceased uh, former president of the United States, that seemed to get the ire of the, of the Psycho Yank pretty much how D.L. Hicks expected it to be. And this bout was made by a committee member, Roro Shidoku, who's sitting at ringside as timekeeper, um, this was made kick-ass rules. Um, and Roro, like I said, long-standing uh, timekeeper, happens to be a member of the executive committee and therefore able to make the match kick-ass rules. My fucking word, this was just a brutal match-up indeed because Psycho Yank may be brutal, but he has, uh, to my knowledge, not wrestled D.L. Hicks in quite some time. And this was proof of how Psycho Yank isn't quite at the peak he used to be as former Undisputed Champion, a um, man who held the title for nine months, as a matter of fact, and that D.L. Hicks has seemingly gotten a second lease on life uh, since returning from that devastating wrist injury at the tail end of 2017. Um, Hicks just decimated Yank, and it was only a matter of time, really, before the King of the Yanks just got absolutely destroyed by the prick. It was Head Street 
They got the victory for Hicks in 22 minutes, 54 seconds. So Hicks making three defences in the space of a month of that undisputed championship. Of course, he took on and defeated the muscle back at Charlotte Glory. He survived Survive and Conquer, defeating Super Skull, Mark West and the Dark Soul at November Pain. And then this past Saturday, taking on and defeating the Psycho Yank in a hell of a battle. The prick has certainly proven love him or hate him, and not many people love him. He is certainly, arguably, the ace of kick-ass wrestling. Um, Blaze, who accompanied Hicks to ringside, then battered Yank while he was down. He was right for the picking for the um, administration's favourite demon. However, coming from the locker room, Tyson Snow made the save for Yank, and then he challenged Belial to a match at Wrestle Empire on January 4th. Obviously... As a result of Belial not being there due to norovirus. Snow was given the day off. Uh, Yank was given the undisputed title matchup. Uh, many people were speculating that Snow was bitter towards Psycho Yank. For uh, him getting the title shot over Snow. But uh, Snow took it in his stride. And he seemed more focused on decimating Belial. When Belial returns to action. Um, and the challenge has been set for January 4th for Wrestle Empire 3. Um, and we yet to hear anything from Belial or the rest of the administration at this point in time, but we'll keep you posted on that. But um, something that's broken in the last 25, 30 minutes, uh, as a matter of fact, 10 minutes before I went on air, is the fact uh, that the executive committee have made a ruling uh, regarding uh, the Psycho Yank and Joker, a.k.a. Gotham Vice. Um, as, you may know, as you may know, Joker... Suffered an injury. He re-aggravated a knee injury at KAW10. And he's not been seen since. So um, the KAW Executive Committee are fully aware that they need a mandatory World Tag Team Championship defence in the month of January. However, Joker has not been cleared to compete until at least February, according to sources um, in the locker room. Now, this is... A hammer blow firstly for, for Gotham Vice, but this comes off the heels of a second hammer blow um, for Gotham Vice in that the Psycho Yanks suffered a grade 2 concussion um, at the hands of D.L. Hicks um, at uh, December to remember. So um, it was announced on Twitter yesterday, as a matter of fact, that the committee would rule today, Thursday, the 6th of December, um, as to whether Gotham Vice would have to vacate the World Tag Team Championship. Um, it was a 4-3 to three vote. Um, so it was a split vote. Um, but because the Psycho Yank may not be clear to compete himself until Wrestle Empire or even the, the Saul Taylor Finals at the earliest, it's a rather severe concussion, of course. Um, the committee ruled, like I said, 4-3 to three, uh, to strip Gotham Vice of the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Championship um, and then put them up on the line the vacant titles um, with B&B Blaze and Belial the uh, current number one contenders against another team to be determined in the near future but that's a, a hammer blow for Psycho Yank and Joker because they, they, they fought very hard to become World Tag Team Champions they had been um they had had such rotten luck with Joker's knee injury, 
his initial knee injury back in 2017, um, that took him out. Um, But at the end of the day, unfortunately, rules are rules, and the mandatory mandatory World Tag Title defence was scheduled for the month of January. Um, However, with both tag team champions now injured, obviously that would put the titles in jeopardy uh, as far as being defended is concerned. So the executive committee have made that executive decision, which they have to do, albeit it was a split decision, 4-3, to three, in favour of stripping Gotham Vice of the World Tag Team Championships. Now, they will remain, the titles will remain in abeyance from today, the 6th of December, until new champions are crowned. So it could either be the 4th of January or the 19th of January, depending on whether Blaze Belial um, and two more participants for those World Tag Team Championships can be um, garnered. So keep uh, posted as far as social media is concerned for more information on this situation. And like I said, to reiterate some rather dreadful news, I guess, for Gotham Vice and Gotham Vice fans as well. Um, unfortunately, due to injuries to both Joker and Psycho Yank, they have had to vacate the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Championships. Um, titles will be put up on the line in the new year, but that's a sad, a tragic way for the, for Gotham Vice's first title reign as a team to come to a conclusion. Um, so that's December to remember, and that's a really horrid situation, like I said, for Gotham Vice. Um, but obviously, not much could be done. Really, uh, there were arguments again against stripping uh, Gotham Vice of the titles. But we have had precedents in the past. Um, For example, the World Tag titles were stripped from bad intentions in July 2011 after both... Firstly, Jack Slane couldn't make um, the EVA Generation 2011 where a mandatory title defence was due to take place. And then when the the show was moved uh, one week forward... Um, it was ruled that both Jack Slade and Nene South Sensation, the other half of uh, Bad Intentions, couldn't make the show either, and thus the titles were vacated. And, of course, we had the dispute on July 2nd, 2011, between the really fucking dangerous brothers, D.O. Hicks and SG, and, of course, Pain and Darkness, who were represented at the time by Dachau Toitomi and the late Great Saul Taylor. So a little bit of... Uh, um, coincidence there. It's not irony. It's certainly a little coincidental that we've been talking about Saul and, of course, the tournament, which is named after him. So we will um, announce opponents for that tag title dispute for B&B in due course. Hopefully, after the Christmas period, we'll have a better idea of Psycho Yank and Joker's conditions, and um, then we will find out when they will be able to return to kick-ass wrestling action. Speedy recovery of course, to both of those great, great participants in this underground wrestling genre. Okay, right. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to play Dan the Man Oakton's favourite Christmas song because it's time to get festive in the hopper, motherfuckers. Um, I, I do this all the fucking time. I think I've done this three Christmases on the, in a row. I play Christmas music in the month of December. So fuck you, bite me, uh, for those who don't like Christmas music. Until between the 24th and 26th of December. You guys need to open your mind, man. 
Okay, here's Mud with Lonely This Christmas back in a little while on episode 6, series 7 of KAW Radio. We're back, episode six of series seven of KW Radio, and uh, that was, of course, Lonely This Christmas by Mud, Dan Man Ogden's favourite uh, Christmas song, apparently. I don't know, I, I actually I think may have been given dud information. I think 
Mr. Liam Stevens may have given that, me that information. And he is a CAD and or bounder. But um, quickly, let's talk about two match, two shows I've been to. Because um, uh, I think I mentioned uh, show 100 uh, on Monday, on the, um, not this Monday, gone the Monday before. So that was progress, yeah. And then I recorded last week's KW Radio on Wednesday, of course. As uh, I was at uh, Resistance Gallery on Thursday on the um, 29th of uh, November. As they had set it on fire from that uh, little uh, venue, which is either a, a temple or a shithole, depending on what you uh, sli- what what way you swing. Um, as uh, I mean, this was a fucking awesome show as well. The strongest show that I think IWL have done, because um, they've done two shows at the Springy venue in Silvertown, um, and then two shows at Resistance Gallery. Um, so quickly looking at this, um, the OJMO defeated Buffalo Soldier in the opening contest. Mara Chavez and Laura DiMatteo defeated Darcy Stone and Bruno Brown. Um, the women's match, which made third on the card, suck on that progress, uh, between Charlie Evans and Jade, ended in no contest after those evil vegans, Chavez and DiMatteo, attacked both wrestlers. Um, but uh, going on to... Uh, Slightly more, I guess, sporting, you could argue, um, a more sporting matchup. Uh, in match of all, uh, Eddie Dennis defeated Connor Mills. Second half began with Spike Trevay defeating uh, Santos from Portugal, um, who is a big hedge lad. Um, thoroughly enjoyed uh, that matchup. Um, in a match where winner takes all hats, I shit you not, that's what the stipulation was. J.J. Lynch defeated Chuck Mambo to earn his and Mambo's cool hat. And in a streak versus streak match, or it was billed as such, um, the, the, um, I think the only two undefeated guys in IWL to date, a, they um, squared off. And David Francisco defeated Maverick Mayhew to take his own streak to 4-0. And, oh. and uh, my photo actually made... Uh, the photo that they used for the results on their um, Facebook page. So I'm quite chuffed with that, if I'm honest with you. A, I'll tell you what, that is a pretty ace fucking uh, photo, if I'm honest with you. Resgal is one of my favourite places to shoot, especially on uh, my DSLR camera that I've got. Um, so, got atmosphere. Let's just say that. Um, and then IWL today three hours ago, announced um, they have a show on the 31st of January. So they are celebrating their first anniversary at Resgal on Thursday, January 31st. So it looks like they're pinpointing Thursday nights as a, as a, um, a um, I guess, a time slot for their brand of graps. And uh, I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to that already. I think it, uh, if it's anything to go by, we are set for a really good show. Okay, so shifting gears, we obviously um, oh, come on. <laughs> Typical. 
Typical also that I've actually forgotten the show. Because it was so under the radar in comparison to everything else. I completely forgot that I was at Livesy Memorial Hall in Sydenham on Friday for Battle Pro Wrestling. And no, it even takes the biscuit. This is on Cage Match because obviously they have a profile on Cage Match, which is a bit strange, but no. As a matter of fact, they do. And uh, so Battle Pro presented Graps, Graps McGee from. Livesy Memorial Hall in uh, Sydenham. Uh, they had a dark match, um, which saw. I'm trying to remember the result because it's not on here. The dark match saw, if I'm right, Solomon Lamb defeat Rex Armstrong. BP, uh, Battle Pro Tag Titles: The NIC defeat Craft Beating Company by DQ. So CBC retained the titles. Um, Matt Walker with Solomon Lamb defeated Charlie Peterson. Um, 10-man tag match. Brilliant little ma- matchup this was. Uh, team Wrestle Force um, defeated Team Knuckle Locks. Um, genuinely, this was a fucking uh, you know, chaotic matchup, as I, I would have expected. Um, Connor Mills defeated Joseph Kafka, subbing for the OJMO. Um... Mixed tag matchup: Wavy Blaze, Mercedes Blaze, and Roy Johnson defeat James Castle and Zoe Lucas. Dave Francisco defeats Sid Manelli, and then moments after Jordan Breaks defeats Sammy Smooth to win the Battle Pro title, the OJMO arrived, um, cashed in the winner stays on contract, and defeated Jordan Breaks to win the title. And and Liam Stevens proved that he is the biggest prick on the planet Earth by cheering this 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 shenanigans. I tell you what, what an evil, evil cunt. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, I made up for the OJMO, actually. He's, he's become one of my favourite acts in British wrestling. I mean, for those, like I said, who decried the fact that their favourites have moved on to bigger things, mainly E-shaped, fuck you. You know, when they're guys like the OJMO, who, you know, is a self-proclaimed master of the half-crab, you know, it was starting to come into their own and killing it, then, you know, tell me that the fucking scene's in the toilet. Fuck you. You know, fuck you and the high horse you're riding on. Uh, but yeah, I like that. Battle Pro. Battle Pro is one of my favourite promotions. Um, they've got a show next month where they begin crowning a Battle Pro Women's Champion and they announced a match and I'm drawing a fucking blank on what it was. Um... Which is a bit annoying. Oh, that was it. I think, if I'm right, they announced... Wait a minute. Now, I've got to see whether... That, uh, that, the the um, event actually is on a cage match. Or whether it's just easier to go to the Facebook page. Because both of them are going at a fucking snail's pace. So, it could be either way. <laughs> <coughs> But um, that's something which I, I think um, could be interesting if they use. I think if they use different talent to um, what you're probably used to seeing in the in the south of London, um, it could be. I, in my personal opinion, it could be quite good. Um, 
Although, if I'm honest with you, I could be forgiven for thinking that the women scene could be getting a tad saturated, especially in London. But that's only because that, that's just because I go to all the as much of the women's shows as I possibly can. Uh, so that's probably just me. Um, <clears throat> oh, evidently, I did have a bone to pick with uh, Battle Pro actually because they moved their show from December seventh. Um, because of, I think it was a, a clash with the venue. They actually double booked. The venue double booked or some shit like that. So, anyway. Um, I do like the clips that they show as well on the, on the Battle Pro Facebook page as well. That, that's, a, that's actually pretty cool. Um, because you don't, I don't, re I don't really think you see much of that actually. Come to think of it. But I'm all for it. Here we go. Ah, here we go. Oh, they've actually announced their dates, or most of their dates, for 2019. Um, so, on January 11th, at Live Z Memorial Hall, at Duck One Half Crab, the first women's title, um, first round match, I guess? Yeah. Pits Talia Martins against Sierra Luxton. Um... I've only seen Talia once, and that was at Battle Pro. She showed immense potential. And um, on the Tufton Park Dome shows over the past twelve months, I think Sierra became a bit of a a bit of a cult hit. I've seen her, I think, once or twice at Pro Wrestling Eve as well. Um, so the you know two girls who kind of just reaching the sur you know breaking the surface, as it were. In 2018, and potentially could break out in 2019. So, the f there are four singles matches in the opener opening round of the Battle Pro Women's Title Tournament, and the winners of these matches advance to the f to a four way match to determine the first champion. So that's how that will go. They've announced, like, like I said, they've announced their um, dates for um, most of the year. So they're at Livesey Memorial Hall on the 11th of January, the 8th of March, um, the 28th of April, 7th of June, 9th of August and 11th of October. They're making their debut at Caterham at Soper Hall on the 8th of February and at Addington Church Hall in Croydon on the 10th of March and then the return date on the 14th of April. And they're also doing Medway Comic Con at Medway Park Leisure Centre in Gillingham on the 30th of March as well. So, Battle Pro looks to be a promotion that on the uh, up and up in uh, 2019. Uh, a promotion that has been perpetually on the um, up, but um, still going at their own pace, you could argue, is, ba is uh, British Empire Wrestling. They're doing their own thing. They attract um, not the most sizable... Yeah, not the most sizable um, crowds ever, but at the same time, they are certainly doing their own thing and doing doing it well. I think that's something which BEW don't get enough praise for, is that they do what they do very well, um, if I'm honest with you. They tend to uh, sort of shy away from the trodden path, as it were. Um, and Empire Fights Back 5 took place on Sunday at uh, Tootin' the Mitchum Football Club, the K&K &K Stadium. 
and I was there. Senior official Charon Parker was there, and Dan the Man Ogden was there. So it was a, a bit of a KAW invasion after December to remember. Um, as uh, we only had two men's matches, so that was fun. Um, so let's take a look at the uh, the results here. As uh, Matt, a uh, short fuse Matt Walker kept the AIWF European Championship over Gregory James in the opener. A really good opener as well. Uh, Rose Wilde and Madison Miles defeated the Pretty Little Killers, Ruby Radley and Ivy. A really solid tag match. Shotzi Blackheart, Dan the Man, Oakton's favourite wrestler, defeated Zan Phoenix. This was a fucking corker of the match. And a good way to actually end the first segment. It was um, split into three segments, so two intervals. Um, that was a great end to the first segment. Um, in a Santa Slave Rope match, Jade defeated Little Miss Roxy. This was full of shenanigans, and I was all for them. All for shenanigans. Um, Sky Smithson defeated Sadie Gibbs to win the Deeds contract. So she gets a match of her choosing in whenever she wants in 2019. Uh, Shana defeated Mercedes Blaze, and that was um, the final match of the second segment, if I am correct. Um, in the second men's match, Damien defeated the British giant Charlie Winston. So uh, that was a fun matchup as well. Very hard hitting, very physical. Um, between those two chaps. And your main event saw Casey Spinelli keep the British Empire Wrestling Women's Championship over Kat Von Cage. Um, I think as far as BW shows are concerned, arguably the strongest ma the strongest show of the year. Um, they've always tended to reload their years, I feel. I feel that... Uh, Apart from IGP, there isn't a huge amount to talk about in the first part of the year in comparison to like the final couple of shows. Especially The Empire Fights Back, which is their longest-running show. Um, so it makes sense, I suppose. But at the same time, they were hampered by injuries. They, um, Kellyanne was meant to be there, but she, she got injured over the weekend. Um... And I'm just trying to remember. I think there was uh, someone else. I'm drawing a blank. Um, but uh, they obviously did well. What they could, they you know, as far as uh, you know, changeovers and injuries and whatnot. Fair play to them. Uh, they actually did well in uh, in sorting in sorting that out, as it were. Um. Okay, so uh, that's um, British Empire Wrestling, and I'm thinking, what should I do? Should I talk about the show that I'm going to be at on Saturday? Well, oh, fuck, fuck it, I am. Because Pro Wrestling Eve are in town on Saturday, 8th of December, <coughs> I'm actually going to, for balance, I'm going to talk about, if I get a minute, I'm going to talk about another show. Because I know that I get accused of pro pro wrestling bias, like I'm the fucking, you know, like the BBC gets you know collared for like pro government bias, especially when the government is right leaning. Like, so it's basically it's a Tory government. They tend to get you know accused of bias from anything left of Hitler, quite frankly. Um, but I will talk about 
the other show which is happening on the 8th of December because it's the end of an era. And those are CWA's Days Re- We Remember show um, at the Chafford Centre in, in Raynham. As a matter of fact, I'm going to talk about it first because I feel if I don't talk about it, then it's just unfair. Because, right, now the reason why it is um, their final show is because RCWA, as mentioned, um, are merging into frontline wrestling. Um, and they are being rebranded as ne- as Frontline Next Gen, which culminates in Frontline Next Gen running a series of shows throughout 2019 in Raynham, not at the Chafford Centre, but at the Methodist Hall. So it's back to RCWA's roots, but with a Frontline twist, as it were. So matches in the J-League, which um, began back in November, they're going to happen... At that little hall in uh, in Raynham, as well as obviously sh- uh, matches taking place um, at Stratford Circus, which uh, you could argue are the main uh, frontline shows. So fair play to uh, you know fair play to uh, to frontline for kind of keeping wrestling in 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 Raynham, for lack of a better expression, you know, because I know that that was a big worry of. Uh, Liam Stevens. Liam, of course, is a huge RCWA fan. Me and him on and off have been going to those shows for five years now. The first show I went to in Raynham was 2013, and it's changed a lot. I've been following RCWA, as a matter of fact, when they were an underground promotion, when they were basically running on gym mats at, I think think it was the Royal Centre in in Raynham. Um, And you know how far they've come since since they were underground as well i've followed that journey over the last 11 years um on and off because you know they were when you are a in the backyard wrestling slash underground wrestling circles you do follow other promotions and i do know 10 years ago wskw was the laughing stock of the of the uh of the whole lot uh whereas at kaw we were we weren't known for it, but we became almost like the incognito guys. No one talked about us because that's what I wanted. I didn't really want KW to be out in the open because I didn't have aspirations to turn it professional or anything like that, or even run it with a ring for fuck's sake. Um, that was, you know, the first year. The fact that we had a, a, a Bijou constructed wrestling ring was because of the partners that since cut a nut that tried to cut the nuts off in October two thousand nine, but that's another story. Um, but the point is, is that um, I think RCWA have been, you know, pivotal in helping shape the um, the industry in its own way. Um, obviously, it's known. For, for Will Ospreay, of course. Will, of course, is a random lad. And it can't, you could argue that, you know, he helped him, you know, in a way, he helped himself get into the business. And then he kind of helped RCWA gain prominence as a result because the man was such a prodigy, even in his early pro career. Um, and then you saw like this other cast of characters like Ash Draven, like um, uh, trying to remember off the top of my head, like Kip Sabian, 
um, like uh, Paul Robinson, like Rob Sharp, to name but uh, you know a handful of guys who've you know gone through those doors in 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 that time. <coughs> I'm killing time, by the way. Uh, haven't you noticed I kill time for no fucking reason? Why the internet decides to be shit here? Yeah, we do need to upgrade it. Um, and the reason why I was killing time is because I was waiting for the final card, which they posted four hours ago to be posted uh, to be um to load up. So um, you've got Jody Flies challenging Rob Sharp for the RCWA British Heavyweight Championship, which, if I am correct, will be renamed the Frontline European Openweight Championship. Um, post December eighth, um, Ash Draven versus MOS for the vacant. RWA Elite One title. Um, Callum Newman, um, who is a frontline young lion, takes on uh, Cara Noir. Uh, Chuck Sires goes one on one with Kelly Six. Two Six to defend the tag titles against Cost Industries M&M and the team of Brad Slayer and Priscilla. Four way matchup. And the residents, Elijah and LK Mezinger, take on two frontline young lions. And they are, of course, Ash Draven's group in, in Frontline. Um, so it's good to see that they're establishing them in in, um, in Raynham as well, come to think of it. That's that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, final card of the final show of RCWA as we know them. It's, uh, you know, hard to think 12 months ago. I was, I was heading up to... Um, <clears throat> I was heading up to Perfleet. To see their 10th anniversary. The Decade of Defiance show. <coughs> and. Uh, fucking hell. A lot's changed since then. A lot, the, the landscape. The British wrestling landscape. I think has changed a lot in 12 months. Even then. It's amazing. But yeah. Um, you know. Hopefully that goes well for them. Because. You know. If it's. You know. If there's a promotion that deserves a big. A better swan song. It is. Um the guys at RCWA. So yeah, I have been rambling because the internet is fucking shit. And also Liam Stevens um, wanted me to say that because, you know, apparently I have a pro-pro wrestling Eve bias. So I'm only going to spend two minutes talking about the, you know, what they've announced so far. Because I don't need to amass, I don't need to mention a huge amount because Eve tends to sell out all the fucking time. So there, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, she Viva series takes place Saturday at Resgal. <coughs> um, they've got apparently a loaded roster. Um, they've only announced three matches. A one-time no rematch clause matchup for the Pro Wrestling Eve title. Pits the new champion Nina Samuels against both Charlie Morgan and Kaylee Ray. So basically the gist is there's no rematch clause for all three wrestlers. Um, a one-time only matchup. I wonder why. Could be that the winds are changing in Pro Wrestling Eve come 2019. Who knows? Um, also, Tony Storm goes one-on-one -on -one with Jordan Grace. And Progress announced that for Sheffield the next day. The bastards. Um, but, fuck, seriously. If you're at Resgal on Saturday and then Sheffield on the Sunday, you're in for a fucking treat. Um, there. And then you've got the debuting Shotzi Blackheart against Jenny. And that's going to be fun, I think. And Shotzi, I actually said to Shotzi at BEW that um, she would really enjoy Pro Wrestling Eve and the Res Gal. Those fans will love her uh, because they love a woman who is ballsy. 
Um, just saying. <laughs> so yeah, that's Eve, and um, that's it. I think. Oh, that's it. They had that. There is attack under the missile tour night one at uh, Tufnell Park Dome, but I've not seen. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I've not seen much in the way of news, but that's been because I've probably been looking in the wrong places. Uh, that is on uh, Wednesday, the 12th of uh, December. Um, and then, uh, here we go. Yeah, it's uh, night one of Under the Missile Tour, because they're running in uh, Cheltenham on Thursday, Cardiff on Saturday, and Bristol on uh, Sunday, if I am correct. Um, taking a very, 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 very quick look. Um... I'm trying to find if there's actually any, because there are all photos of attack. I don't think uh, much has been announced for. Uh, that's weird. Not much has been announced. I don't think for um, for London. Uh, I know that there was a Cardiff matchup announced, but uh, be that's it, may. Ah, oh, never mind. I'll talk about how good it was next week. There you fucking go. Um, Right, uh, that's about it. So let's go to the plugs. Okay, and um, our website, of course, is kickasswrestling.co.uk. That is kickasswrestling.co.uk. On Facebook, go to facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestlinguk. Uh, go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the boss David Lovell. Add me as a friend, and I'll add you to the group. On Twitter, go to twitter.com forward slash KW underscore underground for results and news and all that stuff. I am at KW Commissioner on Twitter, Liam Stevenson Stevens KW, and our champion is at Prick DL Hicks KW. You know, he might talk about uh, controversial things about former presidents of the United States. Uh, on Instagram, go to instagram.com forward slash wrestling UK. That is instagram.com forward slash wrestling UK. Go to our shop, poweredbyzazzle.co.uk at tinyurl.com forward slash kawswag. In the post-Black Friday slash Cyber Monday horseshit, um, I'm sure that they do have something resembling offers, but I'm not 100% sure what they are. Just check the fucking website and go through tinyurl.com slash kawswag and we'll get a kickback if you place an order. Go to KW Radio's archive at tinyurl.com slash kwradio. That's tinyurl.com slash kwradio. And finally, go to our show playlist of shows for the year at tinyurl.com slash 2018 kw shows. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so um, let's uh, show closer this time round. See, I'm trying to remember if there's anything Christmassy that I haven't played on my playlist. But fuck it, I'm going to play it safe for this week. Next week, we're going to have a show closer. That's festive and probably haven't been, hasn't been played in more than 12 months. But I'm going to play the old December to Remember theme for 2016. Um, it's by a band called The Four Skins. Don't laugh, that's what they were called. It's their cover of Slade's Merry Christmas, everybody. I've been David Lovell. It's been episode 6 of series 7 of KW Radio. We've been recording this at KW House in Stepney, East London. And we'll talk to you next week as we talk about more festive-related bollocks as we get festive and all that bollocks.
Yeah, I think my head's about to explode. Ta-ra for now! Did I say ta-ra? Yes, I fucking did. Ta-ra! Oh, one more thing before we do go. Um, upcoming dates, of course. Wrestle Empire 3 is on Friday, January 4th here at KW House in Stepney, East London, featuring the return of the Venerable Emperor and the first round matches in the 2018-19 Saul Taylor Classic. On the 19th of January, we return to St Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell for the Saul Taylor Classic finale, the semi-finals and finals of that tournament to determine the winner of the Saul Taylor Classic will be on Saturday, January 19th. Stick it up your Valentine's 10 is at uh, Shadwell St Mary's Church Hall on Saturday. Saturday, February the 23rd, and then on WrestleMania weekend, Saturday, April 6th, we return to uh, Samaria's Church Hall one more time for the 11th edition of April Duels. More information can be found on social media, including our website, kickasswrestling.co.uk. That's kickasswrestling.co.uk. Until next time, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>